Hey, welcome to today's podcast. Right in time for the holidays and the anxiety of seeing all our unhealed loved ones. <laughs> and you know someone's going to say something about your kid not wanting to eat and you not making them. <laughs> it's going to be okay. I got you, friend. So I had posted a, a video recently on TikTok about the super uncomfortable choice to take my kid and leave a birthday party when I saw some kids were sick. And like many of us, I was in mental mortal combat to honor what was and wasn't okay for me because many of us were taught to act like you're okay when you're not, right? It was survival in many cases to not be harmed or rejected, abandoned by whoever you had the displeasure of delivering the awesome news to. So the question was, any advice For if a friend brings a sick kid over to your house to babysit them, she said, I never knew how to confront it because it would mean them missing work, especially since it's literally drop off time. So it's last minute for them to have to call out. I have prominent Virgo placements. Of course I have advice. (laughs) But now with healing and awareness, I've gotten better with waiting for people to actually ask me for said advice. That was a major part of my awakening process, by the way, to not be on constant Captain Save-A-Soul duty in every freaking interaction I do. Even liking to help needs boundaries sometimes too. So back to the question about bringing a sick kid to babysit. When I originally heard this, I'm not going to lie. Initially, I was like, oh, come on. Are you kidding me? That's some bullshit. (laughs) And then I sat with it because I knew a quick emotionally charged reaction was probably not coming from the most conscious place, right? And we have all been there, haven't we? In different situations, not okay with something, not comfortable with something, but we just can't say it, right? Setting and enforcing boundaries can be super uncomfortable, Yes, I totally get that. And I was there and I still continue to be there. When I bailed on this birthday party, my whole body was hot and physically uncomfortable doing so. And actually telling the host added another layer of cringe. (laughs) Believe me, my intention is to validate that struggle and at the same time, help you feel better about doing so with real ways to reframe and discuss it consciously and lovingly. First, why is it so hard to just tell your friend how you feel? To tell them how you feel. I'm being facetious. I know it's super hard (laughs) because many of us were conditioned to fear someone's reaction. And in order to maintain safety and the relationship itself, which we may have needed to literally survive as children from our caregivers, we learn to push aside our own needs and comforts to maintain someone else's. It's conditioned fears. Fears that her friend will get upset. Fear that it will cause her pain from her job. Fear that it could ruin the friendship, right? Okay, first reframe. Communicated boundaries are for the people you actually give a shit about keeping around. (laughs) Let me explain. I have unspoken inherent boundaries 
when I am out and about in the world. But if shit goes in a way I don't prefer, I just head over that away. <laughs> I don't engage in the conversation. I leave. Whatever. I'm not taking the time and energy to explain what I'm not okay with, with just some lady yelling in the line at Target. You know what, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but if I care about you being in my life, communicating issues and needs is because I want us to remain or become close. That sounds and feels a lot better, right? They are important enough for you to get uncomfortable. It is the only way you give them the opportunity to improve the conditions of the relationship, right? And if the positive reframe isn't flying for you, (laughs) maybe the negative one will. If you don't place boundaries or address your needs, you are already ruining the relationship. They just won't know why. (laughs) What? I know. Hear me out. The issue is her having to call out of work because her children are sick. Her having to call out of work because her children are sick. So if you stay doing what you're doing, You are carrying the emotional weight of what she is refusing to. You are carrying the conflict and pain that she is avoiding calling out of her work because of her children. And you know what results? Resentment. And that is a slow growing kryptonite for any relationship, right? If you betray yourself, And stuff down your own needs, which by the way, is the safety and health of yourself and your children, um, super important and valid, you will resent her. It will build over time, simmering just below the surface in all your interactions. And or it explodes seemingly out of nowhere when something completely unrelated happens. And then you look like the nut, right? Oh my God, so many examples of this. You guys have seen these viral posts about a husband leaving a cup on the counter and the wife goes, postal, right? It's not about the damn cup, Chad. It's about all the cups per se that have been building up over time and not addressed, right? John Gottman, a renowned psychologist and professor, He has written many books and hosted many seminars on his analysis of marriage and all relationships, even in parenting. He talks about the four horsemen of conflict that are the main wrecking balls of a relationship. Criticism, contempt, defensiveness, and stonewalling. And resentment over time turns into contempt. And then you got problems with how they breathe and blink and shit. (laughs) And that's where I'm going to focus today. And don't worry, friend. He also gives the antidotes to those issues as well, which I think can be applied to handling any issue with our partners, uh, friends, kids, even our parents. (laughs) Most of you guys have heard my mom's stories and saw how it really did go in a different direction when I took a different approach. So what are some real ways to bring up a need or a boundary? First, and this is from my own experience, timing is essential. 
if you're already in the thing that's uncomfortable, you're at the holiday table when your family does something, makes a comment that triggers you, it's about not letting the flame turn into a forest fire at that moment. If you are already activated with the experience, the chances of you staying truly present, non-reactive and aware dwindle down significantly. (laughs) Actually getting the need or issue met long-term is to bring it up when everyone is completely regulated. When she's not at your door with her sick kid, that will cut down a lot of the extra mess right there. (laughs) Now, a big caveat to this is you possibly can if you have been doing this type of communication with that other person for quite a while, you will be using already established skills and will have a greater sense of safety in that case. Both of you will feel differently. Make sense? Okie dokie. Now, let's talk about the method. The first antidote that Gottman talks about to combat it, um, what like feels like criticism, is a gentle startup. Talk about your feelings using I statements and express a positive need. I have been feeling scared, worried, frustrated, whatever it is. And I need to adjust what's happening so I feel safe, loved, supported, etc. Keeping it to I statements as much as possible helps the other person's nervous system not take it as an attack in which their ego defense wall goes up, they lose presence, and won't be able to take in what you're saying. They'll be in survival. And people are generally not good at working together if their system thinks it's going to (laughs) die. In this case, when the kids come here sick, I am scared and nervous about myself and my kids getting sick too the whole time. And I feel awful. The next antidote to combat contempt is to build a culture of appreciation. Remind yourself of the other person's positive qualities and perspective. Find gratitude for positive actions. You are a great friend and I am so thankful that I can count on you to help me with X, Y, and Z. I appreciate how you always find time to listen to me when I have something going on and that we can be honest with each other. Again, building safety, seeing them in a positive light will bring that energy to whatever you say and it will help them step into that light. I'm telling you, when I affirm my kid is super patient, He will hold himself in that light. It's weird, but it works. And it will feel different uh, when they hear the issue too. You are still on their side even during an issue. It makes a big difference. The third antidote to combat defensiveness is to take responsibility. I'm going to warn you on this one. This is where your ego is going to want to scream in revolt. (laughs) But with that awareness, you know it will be coming and you can help see and thank that protection mechanism, but assure them you got this. (laughs) What exactly do you got? To accept the other person's perspective and offer an apology for any wrongdoing on your part. I know, 
super hard stuff in the middle of, of some kind of conflict. But healing allowed me to see that this is not a threat anymore. Now, this also does not mean gaslighting yourself, that you're just the problem. It's more like, I should have said something when it first bothered me. I was afraid to bring it up. And so I didn't give you the opportunity to help me with this from the start. And for that, I apologize. Feels different, right? I'm adding my own thing here also. A clear boundary stated in a positive not if you, then I won't. Um, I feel like it makes a difference. Just like with our kids, stating the positive opposite of what they can do instead of what they can't feels better, I think. I can definitely help you with the kids whenever they are well, are no longer contagious, whatever feels right for you. And then the last antidote to stonewalling. Ah, Personal fave of mine pre-healing. I could give a monk doing a vow of silence a run for his money, I swear to God. I would isolate for days. Days. I was stuck somewhere between flight and freeze. It was a mess. And then I would come out like nothing happened. Like, what, what the hell was that? Trauma's a hell of a thing. How? Like, seriously, though, how the hell am I here right now? I... God, I'm so grateful. So do not stop healing, my friend. (laughs) Do not stop. It works. So to help stonewalling is with physiological self-soothing. Take a break and do something soothing and distracting to your nervous system. Somatic healing. I talk about this all the time. It's crucial to being conscious. If your body doesn't feel safe, You make moves out of survival and the past. It's just going to repeat what it knows. And when you have hard conversations, it can be very jarring and stressful to our physiological body. Soothing can be whatever it means to you. Go outside and, and ground, meditate, whatever. I know this will sound weird, but just hugging yourself will release feel good chemicals That can help soothe your nervous system and it tells your body that you are okay and you are safe. Shit, scroll on TikTok. Whatever helps you is the right answer. It has been said that we are all at different levels of consciousness, right? And we are supposed to be at that level at any given time. And our family, friends, and the world around us might feel like many planets away from us at times. But you have no idea how much power we have to transmute energy around us. If I'm really being honest, anything that has really gone downhill is because I was not truly present and aware. I was not okay. And the reality is that this may still not go in the direction you hope for. And this is when the true healing comes in. Trusting yourself that you are seeing this clearly, that you did come from a conscious, loving place, and that while you can certainly shift things, you cannot control how another person feels and acts. And that may require loving distance. The, The boundary might be removing yourself. You can still be loving and not get physical presence. That is perfect too, friend, and I've had to do that sometimes. 
I have seen truly awesome changes happen when I did approach this way. And so I hope you will give it some thought when shit hits the fan at the holiday table. (laughs) And remember, a truly healed people pleaser will be a villain to someone that cannot face themselves. Ah, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Sending you so, so much love and patience. See you on the next one, friend. Take care.